once upon a time, 27 years after the bombs fell, there were two people, a vault dweller and a California girl. They met and sparks flew. That's when things got interesting. This is their story. Once Upon a Wasteland, Season 3, Episode 1, Beyond Our Fate. Good morning. Mm, good morning. Have you been up long? What time is it? It's only nine. I thought you'd sleep in. You got in pretty late. It was tempting, but... When I rolled over and you weren't there. I wasn't sure if I could be trusted to actually let you sleep, so I thought it would be best to come out here and start looking through Casey's notes for the wedding. Did she drop off more while I was gone? In hindsight, perhaps we should have given her a bit more guidance and have fun. <laughs> it's been an eye-opening experience. I'm sorry I haven't been around to help. If nothing else, I might have been able to rein her in a bit. It's okay. I'll admit I was a little hesitant about having a big fancy wedding at first. But now? All I really care about is the getting married part. The rest is just set dressing. Aww. <laughs> I know, I know. It sounds corny, but it's true. Back at Lost Hills, a big wedding was just another expectation piled on top of all the others. Yet another thing I felt powerless to do anything about. But this is different. Big or small, it's going to be our day. Plus, Casey has done a very good job of selling me on the idea of pulling out all the stops. <laughs> she can be very persuasive. I can only think of one person who is better at talking me into things. Anyone I know? It's the person who asked me to the Brotherhood Ball a couple of years ago, right before Casey did. I see. That must have been a tough decision. Oh, it was. But that night, I danced with her and, well, I was pretty sure I made the right choice before that, but the dance sealed it. Anything else memorable about that night? Sharing dessert was something I'm not going to forget. That sounds nice. That's one word for it, but yes, it was. Very nice, in fact. Do you remember that first time we met? How could I forget that? I felt so awkward. I had everything planned out in my head, and the second I saw you, I forgot how to behave like a human. You were adorable. Offering to debrief me may have been a bit much, but... I let it slide. Ugh. I could practically see the words escaping my mouth, but I couldn't pull them back in. Amanda still brings it up from time to time, just to see how red my face will get. 
I am sure it will be in her maid of honor speech. She wouldn't dare. Have you met Amanda? (laughs) I see your point. I have to provide her with some other story options at our hen night. She won't tell me anything about what she's planning. (laughs) I wish I could give you some insight there, but I know as much as you do. I'm sure it will be. A bit daunting at times, but I have a feeling it'll be quite a memorable night. Besides, she'll probably be in her best behavior with Cindy there, won't she? Won't she? (laughs) Could go either way. (laughs) You are not helping. I know I'm terrible. You're lucky I like you. I am. I make the wedding a bit awkward otherwise. It would. Not to mention the wedding night. I don't know. That dynamic could be interesting. (laughs) I'll put that in my notes. Anything else in these notes I should know about? I'll never tell. I don't mean to brag, but I've had training in advanced interrogation techniques. Oh, have you now? Oh, yes. I had a great teacher, too. She was very hands-on. I see. Well, in that case, I suppose I don't stand a chance. No, you don't. Best not to fight it, then. I didn't say that. (laughs) Odessa Valdez. (laughs) Oh. What is it? I wanted to ask you about something, and I don't even think I'll need advanced interrogation techniques to get the answer. (laughs) Aw. How was your flight? I'm not telling you. (laughs) Beth! Okay, okay. It was brilliant. So much better than hoofing it. There were some bumpy bits, but it's a repurposed vertebrate, not a luxury airplane. Pity we couldn't figure out how to bring Dad's plane through the portal. You would have been in heaven. I would have wanted to disassemble the engine. (laughs) I'm sure you could have put it back together perfectly. Had it probably run better after you got done with it. But I never felt unsafe. And there are so many vertebrates flying around that we blended right in. Just should have the telemetry downloaded by now. We're going to go through it while you're gone. Um... What is it? Do you know how long you'll be gone this time? It should only be a few days. I was finally able to arrange a meeting with the Syndicate. Assuming they decide to bring me in, I should be able to get all the intel we'll need to suss out what they're up to. I'll have to vamp a bit if they ask for a demonstration of the technology we made up, but that shouldn't present a problem. Be careful. I will. They're far enough away that they don't know me, and my identity's been backstopped very effectively from what I can tell. Craig and Amanda have done a great job with that. Craig is enjoying it. He keeps calling it a caper, which is adorable. (laughs) And Amanda's always had fun helping me in operations. Has anyone reached out to the plant inside the Brotherhood? Yes, and Knight Carlson said that everything seems on the up and up. Has he reached out to Charles? He has. The new comms array isn't fully operational yet, so it's been hit and miss while we get it up and running, but... Charles concurs that the Syndicate doesn't know that we know. Who did Greg choose as the plant? Knight Jenkins. Oh. How does Casey feel about that? She's okay. Besides, I hear she has a thing for spies. (laughs) I think I might have heard that somewhere as well. 
I'm so glad she's happy. I always... I always felt like I left nothing but heartbreak in my path. Seeing Amanda and Casey so happy makes me feel... Like maybe you're not so bad after all. <laughs> Something like that. I was so worried I'd end up breaking your heart too. And you'd already had your heart broken once. Heartbreak is always a possibility when you love someone. You just have to decide if the risk is worth it. What are my chances looking like? Well, if you look at our ring fingers, I think you'll have a pretty good idea of the answer to that question. I love you. I love you too. Speaking of ring fingers, they was track the beacon in my ring while I was away. The range was better than I expected. I lost you when you were about 150 miles out. That's still impressive, though. I'll need to borrow it for a few days when you get back. I think I can squeeze a few more miles out of it. We can do all the testing you like as soon as I return, but... What is it? I know it's daft, but... I don't like taking it off. Something about being able to look down in my hand, no matter where I am, and know that I'm about to marry the most amazing woman in the world. I promise I'll have it right back on your finger in no time. And it won't be long until we're adding another ring, too. I can't wait. Elizabeth Valdez Kirby has such a lovely ring to it. No pun intended. <laughs> I think Odessa Valdez Kirby sounds nice as well. I don't have to be back to Fort Atlas for a few hours. Would you like breakfast? Or should we jump straight to dessert? Hey, boss. Hey, Bones. Everything okay? How'd it go at Fort Atlas? It went fine. Fine-ish, I guess. Casey's a sweetheart, but those bridesmaids' dresses? They're really nice, don't get me wrong. But getting into them is more of an ordeal than I was expecting. I think I pulled a shoulder muscle. The sacrifices I make for those two, I swear. <laughs> you love it. I do. Besides, I can just take out my frustrations planning the bachelorette party. I think I'm leaving town that night. Good call. I'm only gonna get one crack at this, and I've gotta make it count. Things are gonna get weird. <laughs> I didn't think you could make it more terrifying, but good job. Hopefully not magic portal to alternate universe weird, but I think we're safe there, at least. I hope so. That's the kind of experience that makes for a good story, but I don't want to go through it again. Me either. Things were already a little, uh, tense between me and Odessa, and finding out we were freaking married in another universe did not help. I thought you two talked that through. <sighs> we did, right after they got back. And it helped, it really did help. But I feel like she was holding back. I know the pregnancy thing really bothered her. A lot more than she let on. I know that she and Beth have discussed it. That's one conversation I'm glad I wasn't a fly on the wall for. I wonder if she told her what happened between her and the other me that night. I'm gonna suggest something, and even I don't know if it's a good idea. 
I'm ready to consider pretty much anything at this point. Maybe you should sit down with both of them. This doesn't just affect you and Odessa. It affects Beth, too. Maybe that's what I'll have to do. I have some time to think about it. Don't think too long. Things could get uncomfortable pretty quickly at the bachelorette party if things are still lingering out there. I wish my usual method for getting this kind of thing out of my system would work this time, but I think it would just make things worse. (laughs) I'm sure you'll figure something out. I worry about you, boss. You and Odessa are good friends, and I'd hate to see anything get in the way of that. Yep, and she and Beth are perfect together. Like, annoyingly perfect. (laughs) I could say the same thing about you and Cindy. Well, without the annoying part, of course. (laughs) Of course. Hey, you. We were just talking about you. Nothing bad, right? My ears weren't burning or anything. Absolutely. Bones, is she telling the truth? Yes, she is. If I ever heard her say anything negative about you, I think I'd pass out. Is Beth back on the road? Uh, or in the air, I guess? <sighs> yes. And you miss her already? Of course. I usually throw myself into work so that I'm distracted, but... I thought it would be nice to be around friendly faces for a little while, before I did that. Well, you came to the right place. Who's got a friendlier face than Bones here? (laughs) I've heard a lot of words used to describe my face over the years, but I think I like friendly the best. Getting soft in your old age. Ask the two guys I had to throw out last night. (laughs) Fair enough. Sure you don't want to work security for Beth and Odessa's party. I have never been more sure of anything in my life. Are you even going to give me a hint of what you have planned? Absolutely not. It's going to be a surprise after a surprise. You play your cards right, and I'll even open up that door you were asking about when we found the portal last year. The dungeon door? The one you told me to forget existed? That's the one. But uh, you'll have to make it worth my while. I think I'm going to go talk to that vendor I've been avoiding. Sounds good. See you later on. Odessa? Always nice to see you. You too, Bones. Is he okay? What do you mean? That was kind of abrupt. I'll talk to him about it. No, don't. I didn't mean that I thought he was being rude. It's just one second things were normal and... The next, he looked like he wanted to literally be anywhere but here. He's got a lot on his plate. Probably just needs to clear his head a little. How's Beth? She didn't have a chance to stop by. She's great. I'm glad she was able to come back. Even if it was for less than a day. I take it you two had a chance to, uh, catch up? (laughs) Amanda. Sorry, sorry. But did you? Yes, we did. Good. That's important. Can I ask you something? Uh Uh-oh. How did you deal with it? With her being off doing secret agent stuff and not seeing her for days at a time? Uh, well, 
First of all, let me say that I am the last person you should be coming to for advice on how to make a relationship with Beth work. Okay. (laughs) Fair point. But I went through kind of the same thing with Cindy. It's a work in progress, but we're managing. I went through it with Derek, but this is different. I missed him, but not like I miss her. And he usually had a small army with him. Beth... She's on her own. I understand. Just remember that it's okay to miss her, and it's okay to worry about her. Allow yourself to feel things, and talk to her about it. That's the most important thing. That's one thing we've gotten a lot better about. At first, it could be hard to get her to open up about certain things. It was like she was afraid to drive me away if she wanted to have a conversation that might be difficult. It was frustrating. Yeah, she's always had abandonment issues. She had them before me, but um, I think I made them worse. Sorry. Everyone is a lesson. And maybe without those lessons, we never would have found the people we did. I try to avoid what-ifs, but that's one I can't help thinking about. But in a good way. Would there be a me and Beth without a me and Derek? Or you and Beth? Without those lessons. I have a feeling you two would have found each other no matter what. I have the same feeling. And we did find each other. That's all that really matters. That's the spirit. (laughs) Thanks. How did the fitting go? The dresses Casey picked are beautiful. Uh, it went fine. Just fine? I've been in straitjackets that were easier to get in and out of. Oh, Sorry. I had no idea. It's okay, babe. Gotta look pretty if I'm gonna be standing up there next to you two. It's worth a little shoulder pain. Did you pick out your dresses yet? We didn't. Casey dropped off some sketches, but we uh, got distracted and didn't get a chance to look at them. That's what I like to hear. I'm glad we can still distract each other like that. You say that like it was ever in question. (laughs) You'd be surprised. Derek and I settled into a groove pretty quickly. You don't mean... No, that part of our relationship was very healthy. I just mean... It's silly. Spill it? He... stopped looking at my legs. What? I don't understand. For the first few years we were together, he always looked at me like it was the first time he'd seen me. Sure, as one does, and then? I didn't even notice it at first, but it finally hit me one evening after work. I changed into a skirt to go to dinner, and he didn't look. Oh. I told you it was silly. It's not silly. He was taking you for granted. He was always so attentive. He'd get me gifts, take me out. He was never shy about telling me that he loved me. None of that changed. I'm not shallow, and I'm not vain. So what if he didn't look at me the same way he used to? It shouldn't have bothered me at all, but it hurt. It wasn't his fault. I think he appreciated me in his own way. That just turned out not to be the way I needed. Well, if it makes you feel better... I'll never stop checking you out. (laughs) Thanks.
Sorry for not changing into a skirt before I came over then. <laughs> I'll let it slide this time. Just make sure you wear one to the bachelorette party. That's a deal. <sighs> he always makes us wait. I'm tired of it. I know. But beyond that, he knows. Just don't let on that it's getting to you. Then he'll know it worked. I'm also tired of playing these little games. This isn't the old world. The war presented our best opportunity to do things differently. To do things right. But people like him still have enough power to keep us stuck in the past. And they are not shy about exercising that power. It's maddening. Patience, Mitya. You're young. It's easier for you to be patient. <laughs> Perhaps, Starik. Perhaps. He's trying to make me look bad in front of the new girl. What profit would there be in that? If this woman's reputation is at all accurate, she won't put up with needless infighting. And if it isn't? Then all we will have wasted is time. But my opinion remains that we need her. As does mine. My concern is that Victor will place more value on his ability to hold her under its thumb than on her value to this operation. <laughs> if, again, her reputation is at all accurate, he will find that to be a more difficult task than bringing all of Appalachia under his control. I hope we can trust her. Uh, trust is a malleable concept in these matters. If everyone feels that their needs are being met, then things will proceed as we need them to. Understanding those needs is the key. Apparently, Victor needs to make others feel small. <laughs> I believe he's made that quite clear. But this arrangement has been mutually beneficial so far, has it not? It has. But this is a much bigger play than anything I thought he'd ever try to arrange. It is somewhat out of character for him, as is bringing in an outsider. He's known you for, what, 30 years? Huh. Since he was a teenager. Should have put him in the ground, then. Now, now. Anthony, put business above everything else. Victor is not his father. Clearly. I thought he'd learn. Perhaps if Anthony had survived. Meh, <laughs> but what's done is done. And we must look forward, not back. This is a unique opportunity to do so. Let's not allow petty personal squabbles to get in the way of that. Be like Anthony, not like Victor. <laughs> you always know what to say. <laughs> we all have our talents. My apologies for being late. I had some business to take care of in town, and, well, you know how it is. <laughs> That's quite alright. Our guests should be along shortly. At least I wasn't the last person to arrive. Can't have you three conspiring among yourself. I'm here to listen to what she has to say. Nothing more. I think you'll be very interested in what she brings to the table. An old friend from Pittsburgh spoke very highly of her. 
Huh. I see. Elena, what did you find out? Let's see. Um, she's 26. Her parents worked for West Tech Satellite Office in Manchester and were in Pennsylvania when the bombs dropped. They died about 10 years ago and she struck out on her own. Didn't take her long to turn to the proverbial dark side. Moved around a bit. Virginia, New York. Built up quite a reputation, which I'm sure your friends know something about. That's just color. What do we need to know? She's smart. Reads people well. So you'll have to be careful there. Why did you look at me when you said that? <laughs> her specialty is in technology and its application. She made her money as a brain for hire, but... Don't underestimate her toughness. And weaknesses? She lacks local knowledge, which could be a hindrance. Appalachia is a region with, uh, very specific local flavor, shall we say. And a one-size-fits-all approach may not suit our requirements to the extent that we'll need. Ah, uh, I meant weaknesses we can exploit. I see. There's not much, but I'm told that she can be distracted by a pretty face. Which is somewhat interesting because part of her power is swaying people with hers. And she has a temper. We may be able to steer her into decisions that are to our advantage rather than her own by... Inflaming passions. Have you talked to Mr. Bliss about her? Of course I have, but remember, as far as she knows, the people in this room are the only ones involved in this operation. Of course. Huh. Knowing that he's pulling the strings here could radically change her perspective on the matter. She may not have local knowledge, but she surely knows the name Mickey Bliss. Elena, would you be so kind? Of course. Ah, you must be Isabel. Please, come in. Your reputation precedes you. I spoke with several people about you. Half of them were in love with you, and the other half were... terrified of you. <laughs> you must be Elena. It's a pleasure to finally meet you in person. I'm Victor Scarlatti. No need to stand on my account. Please. This is Dmitri Orlov. A pleasure indeed, Isabel. Would you like a drink? No, thank you. Let's get down to business, shall we? Your time is valuable. And so is mine. Of course. As I alluded to in our discussions over the radio, we're making a move. A big one. So big that you don't quite have the muscle to pull it off. We have plenty of muscle. But for something like this, we need more. Fast jump, high risk. We know it can be done, but to do it right, we need to temporarily augment our existing resources. And that's where I come in. Precisely. What's the play? How familiar are you with Appalachia? Not very. Just by reputation. No particularly strong factions. Middling Brotherhood of Steel presence. Along with the weakest group of raiders I've ever heard of. And a few groups of Boy Scouts. Frankly, I don't know why you're interested in making a move there. Appalachia's got a good thing going. We think we can do better. There are a lot of people there, and we feel there's a lot of untapped potential. 
They need leadership. They've spent, what, the past five years sitting around singing Kumbaya to each other? So you're just trying to... expand your empire a bit? Seems like a lot of effort for comparatively a little return. We have our reasons, but we also have a somewhat limited window of opportunity. <clears throat> yes, Elena? Before we go any further, I'm going to ask the question that no one else seems to want to ask. Why? What's in this for you? Elena? It's a reasonable question. And you're right, Elena. I don't need the money, and I don't care about power. You've clearly done your homework. Well done. As you said, Mr. Scarlatti, we all have our reasons. I suppose mine is that I'm a student at heart, and my studies have been profitable enough that I can be picky about what I choose to do or not do. What I choose to learn next. This operation is fascinating to me. My curiosity was piqued when I found out someone was making a big play in Appalachia of all places. How did you know- Let her finish. Please. So like any good business relationship, I view this as an opportunity for both sides to get something they want. You get Appalachia, I get a little more knowledge. And I feather my bed so I can continue to get more. I'd always heard that academia was a cutthroat environment, but I thought they were exaggerating. <laughs> Now, with that out of the way, please tell us what you can bring to the table. We could discuss potential terms. I can provide an army. A completely expendable one. My rates vary based on the size of the force and its makeup. I'm afraid we may have wasted each other's time. We can get mercenaries from anywhere. Oh, Victor, you need to widen the scope of your vision. More things in heaven and earth and all that. Go on. I've sourced and, with some help, perfected neural implants that allow full and unfettered control of whoever, or whatever, they're attached to. Whatever? I choose my words very carefully, Mr. Orlov. In any case, I can provide you with myriad, well, soldiers, for lack of a better term. Humans, supermutants, ferals, deathclaws. The list goes on. I see. As I said, my terms will depend entirely on number and type. But at a basic level, I expect a large deposit up front. The remainder of the flat fee we settle on at the successful conclusion of the operation. And a cut of your business in and around Appalachia moving forward. I may be a student, but this is still business, not an academic endeavor. Please show us how to use this technology. Absolutely not. I was born at night, Mr. Orlov, but it wasn't last night. Technology and its secrets remain mine. I don't expect you to provide the details of your plan right now. That's a discussion for another day. But I do need some context so that I can start thinking things through. You mentioned the Brotherhood of Steel presence. That's Aryan. We have a man inside providing intel. We found out about the perfect opportunity to strike. We'll be able to cut the heads off every single faction, large and small. Brotherhood, responders, help, even the Mothman cultists are all going to be in one place for the first time. Possibly the last time. I don't understand. Are they having some sort of big meeting? Unifying somehow? No. 
Mark your calendar, Isabel. On October 23rd, we're going to a wedding. A Brotherhood of Steel scribe and some Vault Dweller are getting hitched, and anybody who's anybody is gonna be there. Wear something nice. Good afternoon, miss. Can I help you? Yes, thank you. Do you have any rooms available? We do. Will it just be you? <sighs> yes. Is everything alright? Uh, yes, thank you. It's just been a rather long day. I understand. Long days seem to be common around here lately. Oh? Just lots of travelers from lots of places. We've always been a hub, even before the war. Between Vault-Tec, West-Tec, and Dunwich Borers, we always saw plenty of fresh faces. I've heard of Vault-Tec and West-Tec, but what's Dunwich Borers? Oh, it was a drilling company. Their headquarters were in Washington, if memory serves. Fair warning, it doesn't always. <laughs> I know the feeling. They were here first. The other two came later. Well, I can understand Vault-Tec and a drilling company working together. You'd think I'd have heard of them before in that case, though. Oh. Why is that? Voltec is a bit of a hobby of mine. Wish I'd been born in one of those fancy vaults. <laughs> Don't we all? We were very lucky to survive it all. This area was spared from the bombs, but unfortunately, it wasn't spared from their fallout. But we managed, somehow. And now our business is thriving. It's a lovely inn. Thank you. I'm Steven. My sister Mara and I run this place. I take care of the inn. She manages the restaurant. Oh, a restaurant? I'm famished. Well, you've come to the right place. Would you like to book a room now, or wait until you've had dinner? I'll do it now. Excellent. Uh, how long will you be staying? Three nights, at least, as far as I know. Alright. That's 600 caps total. And if you need to stay longer, please... Just let me know. We're very happy to have you. If you could fill your name in in the ledger. There you are. Oh, you're Isabel! Please, put your caps away. Your stay is being taken care of by Mr. Scarlatti. It is. It's very generous of him. Mr. Scarlatti is a generous man. It's not an overstatement to say that he's the reason this town has been able to thrive the way it has. Is it alright if I take my bags into the restaurant with me? I'd really like to get something to eat. Absolutely not. We'll take them to the room for you. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. Not at all. You're our guest. The restaurant is right through there. You made it before the evening rush. We have a full bar if you'd like a drink after your meal as well. Or before or during. Oh, one last thing. I almost forgot. Mr. Scarlatti left you a note. Isabel, please enjoy your stay. Maybe you have time to take in the sights while you're here. Victor. Well, that's... nice of him. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Isabel. Hi. Can I get you something to drink while you look at the menu? That'll be lovely. Vodka tonic, please. Sure thing. 
We just got a new kind of vodka in stock, and I'd love to get your thoughts. Of course. There you go. Orlov vodka and tonic. Thank you. So, ready to order? I'm still looking, but I was wondering, is there anything interesting to do around here? Interesting can mean a lot of things. What kind did you have in mind? I thought there might be some opportunities to... explore while I'm here. Stephen said that this used to be quite a commercial hub, and Victor's note indicated that there's some sightseeing to be had. Ah, I had you pegged as an adventurer from the second you walked through those doors. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go quite so far as calling myself an adventurer, but I do enjoy exploring. You've been places. I can tell. And I thought I might be able to find a souvenir to take home to my friend. That twinkle in your eye tells me this must be a special friend. Look, you seem like a nice kid. And if you're working with Victor, I want to make sure you stay safe. I'm going to give you some advice, and I strongly recommend you heed it. I don't know how much you know about the Trinity, but there's nothing holy about them. You mean Voltec, Westec, and... the... Dunhill? Dunwich, yeah. Trinity is what we called the complex where all their buildings and labs were. I know... A bit about Voltec and Westec, and their reputations are less than sterling, let's say. But I don't know anything about Dunwich. Well, other than what Stephen told me, which isn't much. If you take one thing from what I'm about to tell you, please let it be that you need to avoid the Trinity. I don't care how seasoned an adventurer you think you are. Stay away from that place. Why? <laughs> Do you believe in ghosts? No. Neither do I. But this is no ordinary ghost story. Back before the war, our parents ran this place. We had a lot of people come through here, and most of them were here for the Trinity. Business was good. But? But there were signs. Signs? What kind of signs? It's hard to explain. Weather changes, strange wildlife activity, even reports of monsters. The Dunwich people didn't help matters. How do you mean? They were creepy. And the higher you went up the chain, the creepier they got. Just a weird, weird vibe. Our folks wanted nothing to do with them, but it's not like they could turn away the business. So, what happened? Not long after the bombs fell, a group of us went up to the Trinity Complex to see if they needed any help. Did they? No. They were gone. They must have evacuated as soon as the first sirens went off. That, or they knew it was coming. I wouldn't put it past them. But we learned pretty quickly to stay away from there. People naturally wanted to go in and take whatever they could to help them survive. Tech... Food. Hell, some people even tried to shelter there. It seemed fine at first, but after a while, people started to not come back. The few who did were scared out of their wits and wouldn't talk about it. Eventually, we wised up, 
Figured it just wasn't worth the risk. Nature's pretty much taken over at this point. Stuff grows like crazy over there. It's the way of things, I suppose. At least whatever was going on over there stayed contained. That's quite a story. Well, I'll certainly take your advice. Good. I'll tell you what. After you order, I'll sit down with you and give you some places to explore. Good ones. There's a lot to see here, and there's no reason to even be thinking about the Trinity. We'll find something nice for your friend. This place is fascinating, Odessa. You'd love it. The architecture alone. The Voltec and Westec buildings are bog standard, but this Dunwich building? It's newer than the other two, but it looks so old. It's like a haunted house, but organic. Mara, from the inn, said that nature had started to take over, but this is different. It's like something you'd see in the Maya, but not. Maybe there's a Gek here too. I'm going to check out the Dunwich building first. Seen plenty of Voltec and Westec facilities, but I've never seen anything like this. I'm getting a strange energy reading. Not radiation. Hmm. The sensor doesn't know what to make of it either. If I can, I'll get a sample to bring home so you can catalogue it. Guess you'll be borrowing my ring and my Pip-Boy when I get back. Damn it. Don't think I talked enough to fill the holotape yet. Guess time flies. There. Alright, expiration log continued. It's 11.37pm. Getting closer. Vegetation is getting thicker. Not impassable. At least not yet. Coming up to a gate. Probably hasn't been open for decades, but I'll give it a try. Huh. That was... easier than it should have been. Doesn't look like anyone or anything's been here in years. Whatever that energy reading is, must be almost on top of it. There's a doorway on the opposite wall. I'll head there next. <gasps> oh, just a skeleton. Come on, Beth. You've seen hundreds of those. Nothing to worry about. Hmm. This is interesting, Odessa. It's wearing... some sort of armor on its forearm. Not combat armor. More like something you'd see in a medieval painting. Gold, or at least golden. Still shiny after all these years. Hmm. That's where these energy readings are coming from. The skeleton must be lying right on top of it. That's not a good sign. Well, nothing ventured. Huh. 
the readings moved. I think... Yeah. They're coming from that piece of armor. There's some writing on it. Let me see if I can... What the... It's attached itself to my arm. Odessa, I don't know what's happening, but I... I'm losing... Can't stay out in the open. I'll record as long as I can. I have to get inside first. duty. Nothing ever happens here. I think you just jinxed us. <laughs> Should we go to see Elias and tell him you want to join his cult? He better not hear you calling it a cult. He'll hit you with that staff. <laughs> if I was lucky, he'd probably, I don't know, use me as a human sacrifice or something. Hey, look. Over there. <laughs> Very funny. I'm serious. Look! Oh, she must have had too much at the ball last night and passed out. Good thing she didn't try to go through the doorway. Unless she did try to go through the doorway and that's what knocked her out. Either way, we have to get her out of here. How the hell did she even get over the wall? We'll ask her when she comes to. Hey, wake up. It's okay. You're safe. What? You're not gonna say anything about how she's dressed? It wasn't a costume ball, was it? Ugh, one problem at a time, okay? And what's that thing on her left wrist? Never seen tech like that before. I said one problem at a time! Wait, I have seen something like that. Well, I think I have. In one of the books at Korbinik. It looks dead, though. Holy shit! I swear, if you point one more thing out to me... Look at her other arm! Wait, that isn't... It can't be! It's the other bracer. It can't be. It's a replica. It has to be a replica. Let's get it off her. If anybody sees that, it's gonna cause a lot of problems. Replica or not. Okay. Ow! Damn it! That's no replica. We need to get her to Korpenik. Luisa will know what to do. I'll take her, you go into town and have the sheriff meet me there. Do not tell him why. Just tell him to trust me. Okay. Ugh. So bright. Hey, welcome back. I'm going to take you someplace safe. Are you thirsty? Would you like some water? That would be brilliant. What's with the accent? Shh, get out of here! Here you go. Thank you. Where am I? You're in Graltzburg. Ah, of course. Where's Graltzburg? You must have taken quite a knock. Do you know how you ended up here? No, I don't remember... anything. Okay, um... Let's start with something simple then. I'm Eamon. What's your name? I... I don't know.
Once Upon a Wasteland, Season 3, Episode 1, Beyond Our Fate, was produced and directed by Brad Williams, and written by D.K. Trueno. Starring Letitia Lemon as Elizabeth Kirby, Vitriol Plays as Odessa Valdez, and Lucy Middleton as Amanda Otis. Featuring Sean Madsen as Deputy Eamon Byrne, Cal Kerwent as Victor Scarlatti, Justine Leah Hintz as Elena Sorokin, Lou Sutcliffe as Dmitry Orlov, Justice Margavsky as Stephen, Beck Hughes as Mara, Chris Mooring as Grotzberg Guard, and Eric B. Rowling as Bones. Opening narration by Ashley Secon. I'm Kirsty Harrison. Please join us for our next episode, Season 3, Episode 2, Wherefore We Are Lost. I'm Brad Williams, the creator of Once Upon a Wasteland. We'd like to thank you for joining us for our third season premiere, and we hope that you'll continue to join us as we follow Beth and Odessa's journey toward Happily Ever After. I'd like to give a shout out to our first ever patron over on Patreon, Jessica Burson. Thank you, Jess. And I'd also like to extend a special thank you to Vitriol for supporting us there as well. If you'd like to support the show, you can find details at patreon.com slash onceuponawasteland. For more information on our show, visit our website, onceuponawasteland.com, where you'll find show information, scripts for each episode, artwork, and more. You can also find us on Twitter at onceupon76pod, Blue Sky at onceuponawasteland.com, and on Instagram at onceuponawasteland. If you like this episode, please leave a rating and review, and we hope you'll subscribe as well. And please, tell your friends. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can reach out to us directly on Twitter or via email at brad at onceuponawasteland.com. Thank you.